Come on, God is good. If you love Jesus, say yes. All right. I'm going to read a scripture from Ezekiel. Prophet Ezekiel, chapter 29. You know, George, last Sunday he started this topic. This morning he continued. And I love this guy, but sometimes I hate him because he steals my message and he begins to preach. And I'm like, I wish you were after me, not before me. But this is, who was here this morning? Wave your hand. What was the topic? Huh? George. <laughs> the topic was George. <laughs> the cause of what? Cost of my joy. Are you there? I know the screen will, will help, help you, but here's, here's what this prophet says. Egypt will, will no longer be a source of your confidence. For the people of Israel, but will be a reminder of their sin, entrusting to her for help. Then they will know that I am the sovereign Lord. Egypt will no longer be a source of your confidence. You know, Prophet Ezekiel. He was the prophet after prophet Jeremiah. Prophet Ezekiel from the family of priests. Prophet Ezekiel was very intelligent man. Prophet Ezekiel went into captivity with Daniel and his friends. He lived at the same time when Daniel lived. Prophet Ezekiel recognized the gift that God has on his life while he was by the river building boats. He wasn't just sitting and waiting for the gift to be revealed. He was doing something. He was building boats and then he realized when the Lord began to speak to him. Prophet Ezekiel is prophesying specifically in this place that was the message of hope for Israelites while they are in captivity while they're working for someone else prophet Ezekiel gives them a message that Egypt no longer be the source of their confidence one of the reasons why Israelites end up being in captivity was obviously idolatry. The second reason was because they turned for help to Egypt. They turned to seek help from Egypt. And God says as a message of encouraging, as a message of hope, He says that Egypt will no longer be the source of confidence. You know, confident people are there are, they are attractive people. I don't know a single lady that would want to marry a man that has no backbone. Like a jellyfish. 
Or is there? No. It's a natural instinct in the, inside the lady to get married to someone that knows what he's doing. At least pretending. But confidence is something that really attracts people. We want to follow people that are confident. We want to have leaders that are confident in what they're doing. But oftentimes, just because we want to be confident in certain things, we begin to seek this confidence at different places. Confidence is something that each person should have. You know, um, we just heard the, the passage where two men came to prayer. The Pharisee and tax collector. And Jesus says, though this tax collector left the place more justified. You know, the Bible says, being justified with Christ, we have peace with him. Being justified, you have peace. And when you have peace, you have confidence. Confidence, it's not five steps of seminars, something that you learn to do. Confidence, it's your mind set. It's when you have your mind being renewed. You begin to be confident. You know, there's people that could be educated, but they might not have confidence. And there's people that could not be educated and they will have confidence. Because true confidence, it's not comes from From something that we just go on, on Google, we research, okay, five steps on confidence. And we begin to encourage ourselves, I need to do this, this, and this, and this. I, this is more of a motivation lessons. But true confidence, it comes from knowing that you are accepted. True confidence comes because you have a relationship with him. Jesus says, that I will not leave you orphans, but I will send you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will testify that you are my children. And knowing that you are a child of God, you have confidence. I, I share this many times, but different countries, Russia, Nicaragua, where we met with orphans, there's one similar thing that I noticed. The orphan kids, they often, when you come with the presents to orphanage, you bring the presents. And one thing in common that you will see, that they want you to love them. They'll come, they'll hug you, they'll be on your lap, they'll, they'll do anything for you just for you to love them. So you can give them more gifts. But having the Holy Spirit and knowing who you are in Christ Jesus, knowing that He is accepting you the way you are, you don't have to perform anything. All you have to know that you are accepted. That you belong to Him and you have confidence based 
on that revelation. Knowing who you are. In other words, if you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, you will never have a true confidence. You will pretend. You'll you will play a role of a very confident man or a woman. But at the end of the day, you will know that you're faking. You know, I met one guy that he had a criminal background and the reason why he had a criminal lifestyle was not because he was so bold brave and ready to to destroy everybody no because he was doing it lack of confidence who he is when you know who you are when you know who you are you don't have to be anyone else you just have to be yourself and when you are yourself everybody wants to be like you because you're yourself people want to be like someone because they're confident in what they're doing people want to look like them they want to pretend like them they, they want to do everything like confident people but when you begin to grow in him when you begin to know who you are you're being yourself and it's interesting that when we lean, lean towards Egypt we begin to use the things of this world Egypt always represent the world always and there are certain things we begin to to grab onto just to have some confidence to fit in to be like everybody else so I could have some confidence but here's the thing the message of hope by prophet Ezekiel I believe it was like drawing a line in the sand saying enough is enough and we'll see how confidence it's very important in a Bible for every believer to know who they are when you know your source that it's not Egypt I'm gonna give you some scriptures Jeremiah 17 5 this is what the Lord says cursed are those who put their trust in humans and turn their hearts away from the Lord Hebrews 4 16 let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need see you go to a, a different stages in your life and when you know who you are that gives you confidence to approach the throne of grace see I don't know I don't know about you but me personally I do not want to do life without grace I don't want to do life without grace if I struggle with something I know for sure that I need grace if I came to a place in my life 
that I need an answer, I know I need grace of God. It's never wrong to run to the throne of grace, knowing that He will help you, knowing that He will be there for you. Knowing why? Because you know who you are and you know who He is and you know that He will accept you the way you are and He will give you the grace for the time of need. He will give you grace because you're approaching Him with confidence. You're not approaching Him with shame. You're not approaching Him with guilt. You're approaching Him with confidence knowing that He's a loving Father. See, every time when I focus my, my eyes on all of my mistakes, I will never approach Him as my Father. I will always be pretending. I will always do things for Him to love me rather than just coming and being accepted by Him. If I'm living in compromise, I will never have confidence to come to the throne of grace. If I'm living in compromise, if I'm not willing to give up certain things in my life, I will not have confidence to approach the throne of grace. Because when you approach the throne of grace, the grace that is given to you, it's given for a purpose. Not just for you to have the grace, not just for you to boast with the grace, but grace is given to us to overcome things that we're struggling with. If I'm coming to the throne of grace and I'm asking for the grace in the moment that I need, that grace will be given to me and I will overcome the things that I'm struggling with. I will have a breakthrough because the grace is given to me when you know that he will accept you the way you are you have confidence you know in the in the old testament we see that there was only once a year a priest a high priest he will go into the presence of god once a year and he will do this whole ritual of shedding blood and doing this and this and this and then he will come with the fear not to be killed by god but we have boldness the bible says that we have boldness to come to the throne of god knowing that he is my father knowing that he sent his holy spirit inside of me and with the spirit we cry out Abba, Father, knowing who we are, having confidence in Him. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? Such confidence we have through Christ before God. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. You know, we often hear those, those thoughts on uh, identity. I think it's one of the most famous messages in our days that, oh, I know who I'm, I never knew who I am, but now I know who I am. I know my identity. I know that to know your identity, you have to have confidence to come to His presence. Because when you are confident in who you are, you know your identity. You can't 
figured out your identity by just showing up to the altar call. Someone prays for you, prophesy over you. Uh, you fell down under the presence of God. You shaked, you baked, you did everything you can in the presence of God. You left this place knowing. Now I know who I am. Guess what? The next morning you get up and you already forgot who you are. When you face the reality, you will forget. But when you know daily, you come to the throne of grace daily. You know that he's your father. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to fake. You don't have to act before him. You know that he can accept you any minute. You don't have to do all that to pretend spiritual. Did you know like when, when you come to his presence, you don't have to pretend spiritual. Sometimes we're, we're, so, we're so good at it. We're so good at it. When the keyboard begins to play soft music, we begin to worship. We fall on our knees. We feel it. And I, sometimes I'm thinking, man, God probably sitting is like, yes, 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 yes. That's, that's, come on, come on, come on, come on, come uh, on. You're, you're so close. You're so close to it. Come on. Come. When you have confidence... I'm not saying when you live a perfect day. We don't come to his throne based on our works, based what I did, based how many days I fast, based how many days I prayed. We don't come based on that. Although is good, but we don't come based on that. We come based who he is in our life. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him in him we don't boast because we accomplished something in our life no we boast because of him what he's done in our life it's because of him where i am now i'm blessed not because i'm so good no because he is good in my life i will be blessed not because i will do something great but because god is good and he provides everything in my life I will have a good future not because I'm trying so hard no because he already did everything on Calvary and I will be blessed because he is my Lord and I put my trust in him now I'm doing this now I really love the thought that George uh, shared this morning that Abigail she had what to give to David at the moment you know, when we face hard times, we begin to seek things that we need to give. But she already had. She already had. See, when you begin to grow inside, when you're growing inside, when you're not relying on the Egypt, when you're not trying to find trying to fit in in this world trying to fit in in social media trying to fit in somewhere no you're growing from the inside and when you know who you are you don't have to fit in even when you fall in the circle of friends you could be yourself with them i remember a moment in my life just got saved i'm still living with my parents and there was a moment in my life I noticed that 
I, I only come up to a people just to meet with them if I really like the way they looked. Dressed nice. Probably a cool dude to, to meet. Probably a cool girl to meet, to talk, whatever. And one day, and I was paying attention way too much that area of my life. That I counted, that was probably a little bit over 20 years ago. Some of you weren't even born. A little bit over 20 years ago, I remember I went shopping for clothes. I went shopping, came out of my room, and I'm like, I got dressed, and I'm, I look, I remember this as, as it was yesterday. I looked at myself into a mirror, I'm like, I began to count how much I spent on myself in that moment. I counted, and it was $1,500, a little bit over 20 years ago. I come out of the room, and my dad's sitting in, in the chair reading a book. He, look, he has no idea. He didn't even care how much I spent, but he had no idea how much I spent. He looks at me, and he goes, you need to really think about it, how much money you spend on yourself. Uh, I'm like, okay, whatever. My money I spent. But then I realized that the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me. Specifically in that area. He's like, you're spending so much money. Not because you have this money. Not because you're working so hard just to look something. Just to fit in somewhere. Just the image that you created in your head. Because this is how you look at the people. This is how you deal with people. And this is how you think people are looking at you. And really, it took some time for the Holy Spirit to really convict me in the area. Where I have to give up that area of my life. I remember when I went first or my second mission trip, I packed everything, all my clothes into the suitcases. We were in Russia and I was giving away this clothes. And people didn't care. I mean, maybe they, they, they knew how much. But for me, it was like a piece of, piece of me. Here you go. Here you go. If only you would know how much I worked for it. Here you go. You know, coming back from the mission trip, I was coming back with empty suitcase, but with full heart. I know that there's something clicked in my heart. I know that this area will never have a grip in me because I give it all. You know, there's, there will be areas in our life when, where the Holy Spirit will begin to convict us. And we will have to give it up. You know the moment when you know what you need to do and you're not doing it? And that moment when you come to the throne of grace and you're trying to praise, you're trying to worship, but you know what you need to do and you're still not doing it. Come on. I'm not the only one. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Here's the thing. That would be the moment 
where the Holy Spirit will always be knocking. You will not move on deeper until you give up this area. You can pretend, you can ignore it, you can walk around it, but you'll still be walking around this mountain until you'll give up. And I believe with all my heart that we live in a time when God will raise up a generation that will not compromise with Egypt. That will be confident in God. Not in their abilities. Not, not in their knowledge. Not in their programs. Not in their great talents. But knowing who they are in God. And they will be confident. They will be the people that would lead a next generation. They will be the people that would preach to the next generation. They will be the people that would set people free. Why? Because they know who their God is. In Jesus' name. And everybody said. And everybody said. Can we all stand? What shall we say about such wonderful things as those? If God is for us, who can ever be against us since he did not spare even his own son but give him up for us all won't he also give us everything else who then will condemn us no one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us can anything ever separate us from Christ love and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate, separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor worries about tomorrow. Not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. Tonight, I just want to encourage you, when, when we're going to, in this prayer, when we're going to approach His throne. Let me tell you, you don't have to feel anything. All you have to know is the truth. When you know the truth, the truth will set your mind free. When you know who you are, you don't have to feel it. All you have to know that he is faithful to his word. And if he said that if God is for us, who can be against us? That means I can come boldly to the throne of grace and say, God, I thank you that you are for me, that you are not against me. You know all my weaknesses. You know my strength. You know my calling. You know my destiny. You know everything about me. I don't have to pretend. All I have to do is be myself in your presence and begin to open up your heart begin to say what you want to say you know that he loves when you 
when your words matches your heart he loves that even if it's something negative but he knows that you're being honest he still loves that when we are confident we can be ourselves in his presence in jesus name come on can we all lift our hands